Thank you for choosing to listen to episode number 12 of Kansas City Food Memories. We've now reached an even dozen shows, test a lot of different formats, and I think we're finally to find our groove and figure out what our mission in life will, will be. Today's show, I have Toby Tobin, my guest host, uh, joined by his brother Mark Tobin, which had a few uh, pretty good stories himself, and myself, Robert Dunson with Best Regards. Now remember, this is a recorded podcast version of a live radio show, so when we give the phone number, do not call in. When we give the email address, you can do that and send in information to help us improve the show and become a part of the process. But you'll like it today. We talked about Antoine's on the Boulevard, Paul's Drive-In, Pork Tenderloins, and an interesting little take on Hayward's Barbecue. So give us a listen. If you like what we're doing, make sure you tell your friends to follow us on the podcast or listen in live on KMBZ 98.1 FM. It's on at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Love to have you take part. Thank you and enjoy. Well, good morning to everybody in Kansas City, and welcome to Kansas City Food Memories, where we take you on a stroll down memory lane. We share stories about restaurants and our favorite memories from the 1980s and 90s. And normally you don't want to start off with something negative, but I'm just going to be flat out honest. Today is not going to be anywhere near as interesting and impactful as what we had last last week. We had Jim Eddy, and then we had um, Marilyn May call into the show about quarter after, and she shared stories with us for 30 minutes. What an amazing lady. That was... That 95 was, years old. That was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd never seen or heard anything like that. That's We should have her every week. I, oh, boy, I wish. You know, after that show, though, towards the end there, she pretty much admitted, she said that, you know, I want to try to come back to Kansas City and do another show. That would be fun. she had so much fun during the conversation. Yeah. So there's a good chance that she will come back to Kansas City. And it's on this week I discovered that she has touched thousands of lives in this town in different ways. I mean, I've met people that went to high school with her, uh, one of her daughters, her daughter at Shiny Mission West, and one of my employees did. Really? Yeah. That's wild. You know, well, it's, <laughs> so Mary got upset. She goes, I went to, we were talking about the show, she goes, I went to high school with her. I said, you went to high school with Marilyn May? She cursed at me. She goes, I'm not 95. I'm only 72. <laughs> she goes, I went to school, high school with her daughter. <laughs> you know, and so that was, that was pretty funny. Yeah. But no, that was a great show. And so today... Uh, we're going to do all call-ins because I really want to. We're going to make up a little bit for last week. We didn't take many calls. Now, if we're going to take calls, it'd be good to give the number. Well, we'll open up the phone lines in about five or ten minutes. But um, if you have a pencil and paper, uh, you're going to need to write down a couple, a few things. Okay. So if you're listening, get a pencil and paper. And I'll give the phone number now. I'll give it again in a minute. So the phone number is 913-586-7798. It's the same number as Toby. That's the call-in line and the text line both. And I'll give that a little bit slower in a couple minutes. But uh, no, we've been doing the show, this is, I think, show number 12. And it's, it's taken a, a totally different direction than what you and I anticipated when we first started talking about doing the show and, and all of that. And we thought it'd just be reminiscing about, but it's, it's a lot more impactful than what we imagined because the memories that we share really hits home with a lot of people and it's changing the way they look at things. And what happened, the, the, the most interesting thing, the shocking thing, is that when you hear a story, it triggers other memories that you hadn't even thought of for 30 or 40 years. And when you haven't heard of it, you think it's gone forever. Yeah. 
but and that's it, what we're getting our memories back. Oh yeah, isn't that cool? And, and you, you, if you haven't thought, had the memory or even considered it for forty years, you consider it gone, right? But you know, there's been several times that all of a sudden Toby remembers a specific meal with some specific people at a restaurant and what every every detail of it, mm-hmm. just based on a story that somebody told. So the reason I'm kind of moved by this is what happened last week with Jim Eddy, and Jim's going to come back um, uh, in two or three weeks. Really? Yeah, okay, we're going to finish cool. the conversation because it's we didn't have enough time, and he had some fantastic stories that that I love to hear, and I want to share with everybody else. So we'll bring him back later. But so if you follow the show, Kansas City Food Memories, if you miss it, you can go to any online podcast service and uh, be able to listen to the shows. So all 11 shows are saved online, so you can go back and listen to it. So if you use Spotify, Pandora, Google, any of those kind of things, you can do it. If you're not computer literate and you don't have a grandchild to show you how to do it on your phone, go to your computer (laughs) with a speaker and just go to makethemsmile.com. On the right-hand side, it says podcasts, and then be able to do that. So you're going to want to do two things here today. You're going to want to go and sign up for that Best Regards email newsletter because that's going to be an easy way to keep up with what we've got going on. Now, hopefully you all have a piece of paper and, uh, and pen so you can write this down. The phone number for the show is 913-586-7798. So that's how you can call into the line and you can text into the line. Now, you also want to go to... Um, when you go to the website, sign up for the newsletter. But I want you to write down my personal email address. It's robert at makethemsmile.com. Because um, one of the things I really need today is I need help from you, the listeners. So there's some treasures out there that, that people that have tons of stories, just like Marilyn May and like Jim Eddy. You know, we had John Francis on a few weeks ago. There is a lot. There's thousands of people in Kansas City that have these stories that need to be heard. So right now, I already have in the works, we're gonna, um, um, I've got some contacts at Stevenson's. We're going to hear some stories. Uh, Costello's Greenhouse, you guys remember that restaurant when that was around? You bet. Uh, Vince Costello has passed, but I have his wife and his, um, a couple of his kids are going to come on the show that cool. grew up in the business. So we're going to share some great stories mm-hmm. about, about Costello's Greenhouse. About three, four weeks ago, we had the family member from uh, New York Bakery in Delhi. When he comes back to Kansas City, he's going to come on the show, and he's going to he's going to see if he can bring his parents on, so we can hear some stories about the good old days from New York Bear, uh, Bakery and Delicatessen. And then Jim Eddy's going to be back. So I did some soul searching and thinking uh, last weekend after the show, and so I came up with a list of six restaurants that we that has come up a lot of times on this show that I want to find a le- I need leads. So the first one's going to be Colony Steakhouse, the Lobster Pot. That was a big one. Uh, Marilyn May talked about them a lot, and we all have a lot of memories there. I know Ralph Gaines, who originally started that, passed away. But I know that there's some family members or other, somebody else that was involved in the restaurant that can share some, some of those wonderful stories. So if you have a contact with Colony Steakhouse or the Lobster Pot, shoot me an email. We can track that down. Did you know that um, – you remember Smacks? Remember the hamburger places? Oh, absolutely. Okay. There was one at 95th and Mission Road, oh. and we used to ride our bikes up there, and I'd get six plain hamburgers. <laughs> six? <laughs> Loved smacks, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the, um, and that, uh, Vinny talked about the smackaroo. But here's a piece of trivia for you, because I've been doing research, and you know, I have the wire services. Smacks bought the Colony Steakhouse in 1979. Is that right? Yeah, they no, owned them no towards the last few years. Hmm. 
anyway, so I'm some I want to hear some stories on that gold buffet. Mm, yeah. You know, it's I um, uh, one of our listeners that lives up in uh, Des Moines. You know, from the Toby Tobin show, mm-hmm. uh, he has a neighbor he thinks that knows the, the the owners of Gold Buffet. Really, but if there's anybody here in town that knows somebody uh, on Gold Buffet, uh, give me a call. Jenny's Italian, Golden Ox, Ruby's Soul Food, and then Wade's is another one. Mm-hmm. Wade's Cafeteria. Okay, and then um, so if you have family that work there, own that. Because a lot of you know, if if you if somebody owns a restaurant, your kids are part of the restaurant. You grow up in it. You do everything. So if you have contacts in any of those, please reach out to me at Robert at makethemsmile dot com, and we'll give a provide a platform for them to share the story of those legendary restaurants. Okay. We have awesome. a caller that's been waiting too long. Oh my goodness, it hasn't yes. been that long. Nettie, good morning. <laughs> Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Thank you. Thank you for calling. How can we, we uh, help you? Um, I yeah. wanted. Sorry, I'm cutting out for one of the two. All right, what you got for us? I wanted to talk about my all-time favorite restaurant, and there's more than one reason why. Antoine's on the Boulevard, or for the daytime folks, Tony's Tavern. Oh yeah. We've heard a lot. What, what specific memory do you have of that? Well, I grew up there. Uh, my mom ran Antoine's on the Boulevard. My first job was there. My my last restaurant job was there when they closed in 92. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, the memories are too many to talk about at one time. But I just I think the biggest thing um, that my mom and dad and our whole family, because all three of us um, children grew up in that restaurant, which started with my grandfather. Um, we watched it go from a uh, a train uh, a, a train stop for all the workers on the on the train coming in in the morning and playing pool in the afternoon to um, Antoine's, which was just a hoot. It was sounded fancy, but nothing close. Um, my dad was a character. He loved to entertain people. Um, so that and, was your my, dad that owned it? That was my dad, yeah. Oh, my God. I've read Tony. so many stories and heard stories about how much of a character he was. Uh, he played he was, in the band also, didn't he? He did. He played saxophone in, in several bands. Growing up, I can remember um, going out of town and staying in hotels as he played in the bands. And then we would come home and he'd work um, all the time. And we would be down there once we got old enough. Um, he told stories of being robbed and, and tricking the guy out of robbing him. Um, he loved yelling at people through the kitchen window. And I've read that also. And they loved it. They just kept egging him on. And I'm like, Dad, you got to stop. And he had that cigar hanging out of his mouth, which he never lit. He just put it in his mouth. Well, I read one interview with him towards the end that one of the reasons he was closing the restaurant, he said that people just don't have the same sense of humor that they used to. That's true. That As time went on, the, the jokes and the things he did, people got a little too serious. Like, we would serve the all-you-can-eat boiled shrimp in dump trucks and toy yeah. boats. And, you know, some people are like, well, how often do you wash these? And, you know, of course we washed them every every yeah. time we used it, it got washed. But 
um, he had a flaming drink that he used um, a propane torch with. Um, well, Nettie, and, you know, people. Hold, hold yeah. on a second. Do you live here in Kansas City? I do. I live north of the river. All right, Nettie, uh, shoot me an email, Robert at makethemsmile dot com, and I don't okay. I, I don't want you telling any more stories because I want to bring you in studio for a whole show. Oh, all righty. If you if if you're interested. Because I I know that the that we all would love to hear a lot of those stories, and it's um so shoot me an email and we'll get it scheduled for when you can come in and if um if your mom is still around if she'd like to come in or somebody else that 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 was involved with you in the restaurant. Sure. Well, they're both gone, unfortunately. Okay. But my uh, sister is in town, and uh, we'll, we'll bring your sister on. We'll keep town. their memory alive. How's that? All right. That sounds great. Thank you. Well, that is awesome. Toby, today today's show is a success. Thank you. I mean, this this made day. my day. Thank okay. you. I mean, that's exactly right, what I want. Isn't Bye, that gonna be, That's going to be cool. Yeah. Good morning, Doug. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Yes, good morning. Uh, I want to talk about uh, my wife and I had uh, dinner uh, during our honeymoon in 1971 in the tallest restaurant in Kansas City, I believe, the top of the Commerce Tower, downtown Kansas City, uh, the T- Commerce Tower building had four restaurants on the top. One was a French restaurant. It was called the Tour Argent. There was a, a re- Italian restaurant called Giuseppe's Roof. There was an Irish restaurant, and there was a German restaurant. All of them up there. I think they closed about the end of the 1970s, but they were very popular for a while. Very interesting that they had cobblestone um, walkways between the restaurants that were brought over from Europe. And um, I thought a few people might remember that. Well, I appreciate it. Was there any one particular that that sticks out in your mind? Any good story well, about we, one of those? The, the one place we went to was the French restaurant. It was called the Tour Argent. And, um, again, it was a very popular place for a, a period of time there, uh, up about the 30th or 32nd floor yeah. of that building. So what made that restaurant different from the others that you went to back then? Uh, very formal service uh, in the French restaurant. Uh, the others were more informal, but the uh, the French restaurant was very formal of, uh, you know, the flowers and uh, the silver and the whole thing. Okay, good. Well, uh, Doug, thank you very much for calling and sharing that. We'll see if anybody else has any particular memories of the four restaurants right, up you. there. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Does that ring any bells with you, Toby? No. I was, That's a little really... bit too highbrow for you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I didn't go up the top of anything. <laughs> yeah. Mark, <laughs> um, this is Mark Tobin, Toby's brother, and uh, you're, you've been active in the food business. So what's a restaurant that you remember fondly from the 80s and 90s that you really miss? Well, Stevenson's, definitely. Stevenson's, yeah. Those apple fritters were yeah. awesome. Uh, that's that's one that really sticks out. Uh, you know, growing up, we didn't go out to eat hardly at all. My dad was so busy with yeah. uh, television and radio, yeah. uh, and my mom was an unbelievable cook. So it wasn't until after I was grown and uh, I, I started going out that I have some of those memories. But there's a tenderloin place here in town that is closed down, and my wife and I just, I mean, they had the best tenderloins. It's Paul's Drive-In. Oh, Sure. Oh, yeah, and, that's come up several times. Uh, I, 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 I wish we could get somebody from their family to share that recipe with us because we sure miss them. But that was a good one. They're tenderloins. So, are... Why do you think you like that tenderloin better than everybody else's? I'm not, I don't like the, the, uh, the breaded 
type of tenderloin that's got the cornmeal type base. Okay. I like the battered type, and that's what theirs was, was battered. Okay. Uh, more like a tempura type of a... Uh, there's a place here in town that does that. Who's that? Um, oh, my gosh. It's on the east side of town. Um, somebody out there, send me a text line. Who is it that... Because there's a couple of places that do the great big giant hubcap size, uh-huh. but then there's one that's that's I think is one of the better uh, p- uh, pork tenderloins. That, but they do a ten fry on it. Oh, mm-hmm. that's so. Um, I'll have that. I'll look that up next. Why well, we don't have breaks? I'll look it up by the <laughs> if somebody doesn't text in, I'll look it up for you. Right. But they're on the east side of town. And I did hear you when you did the show about the uh, Stevensons and the oh, yeah. fritter. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's still going to be in the work. Back, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah we're gonna, we're still going to do that. It'll be three or four years down the road. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there we got a lot going on. I mean, there's a lot of details to do, and for the the donut shops and the restaurants that are going to recreate those apple fritters, you know, we got to get past. They can't do it during the NCAA tournament. We've got they have they have businesses to run, so I need to find a time when it's a little bit quieter for them because I don't want to disrupt their business just because we're trying to bring back something nostalgic. Right. So. We'll find a time when it's a little bit quieter and calmer for them and for us. Right. So we'll get that figured out. Cool. But that, no, um, Paul's drive-in, that that has come up several times. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. How long ago do you think that was the last time you had that? Well, I think they closed down a little over a year ago. Okay. But, I mean, uh, we've been going there for 20, 20, 30 years now. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's, um, so Rod Gray, uh, you know, he was on our show, I think the second show that we had, uh, Famous Barb, you know, Pellet Envy. Right. So he's on there, but he and his wife went on a pork tenderloin uh, hunt for, I think, almost a year. Is that right? How fun. Yeah. um, He called his wife the closer, but they did a review of a different pork tenderloin every single week on Facebook. Yeah, that would be fun. And so we're going to, we will do an entire show just on pork tenderloins. Oh, nice. So if if you're real nice, maybe I'll have you come in with Rod (laughs) and his wife and we'll talk about that, but... But no, that's 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 one of those foods that you really miss. Yeah, and it's hard to do on your own. Yeah, you know, it's like pan fried chicken. No. You know, it, it's it's hard to do it right. Right. You know, to invest the time. It's you know the people that do it all the time say it's easy. Right. You know, but that's that's different. But you know, and we need some fried chicken calls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mark. So last week was the very first. Uh, show of of a run that we did not talk about fried chicken. Mm, yeah, that's amazing, it, really. It, it, it is of all things out there. Oh yeah, <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah, there's not much like good chicken, but good gizzards. Ooh. What's your fried chicken place that you like? Well, the gizzards, I I love uh, go go chickens gizzards. They're the best. Yeah, we tried not, to talk. We Toby said he wanted to go there. We we're trying to warn him to for his expectations of going to go chicken go. It's probably not. I, I, I said go. It's yeah, go chicken go. Yeah, but yeah, they and they serve uh, the gizzards with a salsa, and the salsa is great too. But I would have never thought of dipping a a gizzard in that salsa. But it's such a good combination. Hmm. But they're it's they're really tender, and that's what I like so much about them. But I've got that figured out. Oh yeah, there's mm-hmm. there's 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 two three things you can do on that. Yeah. Steam them, pressure cook them, pressure cook them. Yeah, boil them. I have mean, you there's tried that yet? Yes, pressure cook them mm-hmm. in chicken broth. Pressure cook them for twenty minutes, then let them cool, and you got to let them cool. Yeah, and then you we flour them, season them, flour them, and then fry them. Really, you know, it's embarrassing to say, but I used to love them when they had them at Kentucky Fried Chicken. I yeah, mean, this I is know. like twenty yeah. some years ago because they pressure fried them. Right. So I mean, it had great flavor, and they were tender, and their coating was really good. Yes, yeah. Could you sous vide them? Um, I, I think for I, gizzard, think, I think I think you're better off pressure. Yeah, you're better off just pressure pressure cooking those. But that so, is the key right there. Okay, so somebody just sent me a text in 
that um, was that I um, my old neighbor, his uncle was Paul from Paul's Drive. No way. So she's this person said they're going to check into it and get back to me. Oh, that's don't awesome. Don't you love this? Yes. The power now of the that's radio. cool. Yeah. So so there's hope that we'll be able to get. And somebody said that there's a Paul's Drive-In still open on the south side. Yeah, that's over at Blue Ridge. It's not the same. It's not the same? Nope. Yeah. Not related. And they've, they do have Tenderloin. Okay, same name, but not the same. Right. It's yeah. not the same yeah. family. That, that's what you know, Toby and I were talking about the last show. You know, but when, you, when you expand out to other locations, you lose control of the product. Yeah. If you're franchising where you do have control, then you have to simplify the system so much. Yep, that makes sense. And, and, it, and it changes the product. Right. You know, when you're... When you're smoking or grilling or barbecuing, you know, what, like, like you used to do, when you want to scale it up, part of the, the big reason a lot of people don't want to do that is because the sacrifices you have to make. Right. Because the things so that true. made your product so amazing at one scale, you think, okay, well, if I get a 300-gallon smoker and I do this, I can't, I have to change the way I do it. Yeah. And it's just, you have to decide, you know, do you want the, are you chasing the almighty dollar? Do you, or is it the, the, the quality of the product that you that you want to maintain. Yeah, and it's hard to depend on somebody else yeah. to get that. Yeah. You know, and, and for the franchises, the only way they do that is to create systems and bring in the food already pre-done or yep. set up machines, set up automation. And That's you just the same. You it, it's not. You cannot do that. Nope. Yeah, I'm getting quite a few uh, texts here on Paul's drive in, so <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah. yeah. So I think Mark just took over our show, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. My wife just texted me. She's so excited. <laughs> yeah, anyone that would like to call our lines are open, and you can get in right now. 913-586-7798. So call now. All right. And then I'm surprised nobody sent me the text in on that tempura fried uh, pork tenderloin. Oh, yeah. I... And if my wife is listening, she she knew of there is another place here that does that I have had. And they they serve three smaller tenderloins on yes. a, on a sandwich. Bun. Yeah, and that's a, that's real good too. That's yeah. probably our second favorite uh, next to Paul's. Yeah, because that's that's probably what we're talking about. Same place. That's it what is. it is. But that's a real tender. It's probably the real pork tenderloin. Yeah. Instead of just the loin. Right. Which is a totally different cut. But you don't have to. We won't go into that. But. People don't understand that all the nuances that go into the great foods and all those things. Mm. Yep, somebody else is raving about go chicken go. You didn't answer Toby's question. What? Where would you go for fried chicken? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I hate to say Popeyes, but I love Popeyes chicken. Oh, you know, for, I mean, for commercial, that's pretty good. It is. It Popeyes is. But is RCs good. has got real good chicken too. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my favorite. Yeah. If we get to go out, I think I think RCs. That's where you and I've been talking about going for about yep. three four weeks. Yep. Kitty's Cafe. That's it. That's yep. it. Yes, thank you. Yep. Good job. That has the other tenderloins. Yep. Mm. Kitty's Cafe is the place that has the tempura fried uh, tenderloins. Right. Good. Do you yeah. just remember that? No, my wife. Okay. Me. Okay. Good. <laughs> well, I can't talk and uh, I know. Keep, uh, search. On, I don't know how you do both. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's it. I'm going to write that down. But th- they're great, and they have a great reputation. It's a different approach to the tenderloin. Mm. You know, but it's um, um, now I'm going to have to go get that. <laughs> I'll probably get that before I get the fried chicken. You think so? <laughs> yeah. Do you have yeah. a favorite fried fried chicken place? Uh, no, it's I haven't found a good one, but I'm gonna. Well, no, I take RC's. Stroud's was good. Yeah, as long as you went up north. Yeah, yeah, right. That's where everybody yeah, kind of tells you, and that's right. That's kind of you know the others are good, but they're a system systematized right. fried chicken, and it's just you know, when we had John Francis on, um, gosh, about a month and a half ago, he was talking about how. 
they 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 bought the uh, franchise for Chicken in the Rough, and so we were talking about the the specific fryer that they had built for them, hmm. so that they could do simulate the uh, pan fried chicken in a great big thing. Oh wow! So it was a big cast iron, but it was I don't know. I think he says like two foot by five foot. And it was real deep on one end and shallow towards the other. So you could put in like 60 pieces of chicken. The smaller, like the wings and the legs went on the right side that were shallower, so it was still only half submerged. Well, how cool. Because it's, you know, he was saying that it's real important when you're frying chicken that you not deep fry it because it changes the flavor, the texture, and the amount of steam releasing mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Hmm. But that's the kind of stuff that I'd love to okay. get into. Brew, welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Hello. Good morning. Yes, uh, I have something to say that isn't doesn't really relate a little bit to your show, but it's kind of funny. Uh, I worked for the Underground Under Worlds of Fun uh, for a short time. I was a, a maintenance supervisor of a television manufacturing plant that never ended up opening. But uh, the engineer from Taiwan came, and the engineer from my company was there, and I invited him over to my house for for fried chicken and i got the fried chicken from kentucky fried chicken and i i took one of the a couple of little pieces and warmed them up in the skillet to make the whole house smell like fried chicken (laughs) and 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 they came there and we had a nice meal and we had i get the little corn on the cobs and 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 warm them up and then i cut it off the cob and we had we had corn and fried chicken and the, the engineer from the United States that had tasted Kentucky fried chicken said, he says, you ought to tell Kentucky fried chicken, your recipe, this is way better than theirs. <laughs> See, <laughs> and, and, then I, and then I took them out into the woods and we, we had a stream out behind our house way down in the woods and we went crawdad hunting Ooh. and neither one of these guys have ever done that before. And they were just, they were just giddy. They were, and I just said, you just take this rock and you tie tie a string around the rock with a little bacon on it and toss it in the water. And they were just, they didn't know what to think. And then all of a sudden they all both got crawdads and they pulled them out of the water and they were laughing and jumping around. <laughs> they thought it was so funny that they, they, they could catch a crawdad because they never had done that before. Well, I did it all my life when I was a kid. What, what was your name, Bruce? Yeah. Okay, Bruce. Yeah, well, Bruce, none of the three of us are going to make fun of you for stealing, uh, taking something from one of those because I know we've all done it. <laughs> I mean, is there anybody who yeah. didn't used to buy a pie from Tippins and take it out of their pie pan oh, and, and you know and, uh, and say that we I made never it did that. <laughs> yeah. I did oh, don't 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 act like you're above that, Bruce. We know better. <laughs> I know, but I I cook known fried chicken now. Oh yeah, it's not as it's it. it, it it's it's good. It's just I don't know how Kentucky Fried Chicken does it. Makes it so that crunchy. I love their crunchy stuff. Yeah. Well, you know it's different now than it used to be. So I've I, I've met uh, the per the family that were the first Popeyes franchisee in Kansas City, and I've also met the people that are the first Kentucky Fried Chicken franchises in Kansas City. We might have to bring them both yeah. in on the same show. <laughs> Wouldn't be kind of fun? I, I did, oh, absolutely. I did work when I was in high school. I did work for. Uh, the Blue Rooster on the and a lot of people I talked to you about it before and I I don't know why nobody's heard about that, but the Blue Rooster was the uh, they it was uh, owned by this company that had the one down in the plaza, I mean down down in, in the Union Station and they had one on the mall they had a cafeteria on the mall and they had a it was the first uh, 
like a, like where you drive up and you drive your car up in order through the window. And they had that. And plus they had a full restaurant where they'd fill it up. And I was the cook to cook breakfast for everybody on Sundays. And I also worked at Stevenson's for about 10 minutes. <laughs> right. I, I, I remember you, Bruce. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I got a job uh, back in the day when, when I was out of work, I just, make a few phone calls and look at the paper and make a few phone calls. And I'd have two or three places where I just go in and go to work. Right. And I just, I, I got a job and, and then the next job that paid more money, I just quit that one and go to the other yeah. one. All right, Bruce. Well, thank you. Uh, we're going to have to go. I've got another caller and I got an update for everybody listening, but thank you for calling Bruce. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bruce, you were fun. <laughs> okay. For everybody out there listening, Kitty's Cafe, I'm getting five texts asking me where in the world they are. Kitty's Cafe is 810 East 31st Street in Kansas City, Missouri. So when you go there and try their pork tenderloin, and remember, it's like two or three or four slices. Three. Three three slices Mm -hmm. of tempura battered uh, tenderloin. Yeah, and it's not the big twice the size no. of a bun. It's, no, I mean, this on is, the bun. Uh, it's really good. Yeah, I mean, every once in a while, you know, PT, there's there's half a dozen places that have the great big ones. Right. If you want that, that's a different story. Yeah. I mean, that's that's so you can take your picture and do all kind of stuff. But <laughs> go give kitties a try and tell them you heard about them, heard about them from us. But head out there and let us know. All right, Toby. Raymond, welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Well, hi. How you guys doing? Good. What you got for us? Uh, I was wondering, when you going to talk about Mexican cuisine? A lot of the restaurants have come, come and gone. Now, which was the first Mexican restaurant you remember here in Kansas City? Casa de Montez. Oh, really? Why them? Because I worked there when, okay. I, was a teenager. <laughs> when I was a teenager. I worked for them. Well, good. What, yeah, what? They had, they had uh, one on Broadway, one on Rainbow, one on True. Mm-hmm. And they had one in, uh, in Joplin. It was the franchise of Brothers uh, Montez. Uh, the Montez family. They were from California. Yeah, we've had yeah. A, yeah, we've had quite a few people call in about I don't know if you remember Shutter Inn. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were, yes, they were, they were yeah, they were called Jose's on the Kansas side, but when they moved opened a, a location over on um um I think hundred and third street in right. Missouri, they had to change a different name because of liquor laws. But that was called the yeah. Shutter Inn. No, I just wondered when you guys ever wanted to do that there's a lot of them. Oh, yeah. No, I'd love to talk to, to somebody that from one of the old school restaurants and get some of the stories of what it was like back then. Because, you know, when you're oh, doing um, a new ethnic food in this country, the the first couple of years you do it is always a challenge. Yeah. Well, good. Right, well, thank you. Well, thank you, Raymond. Shoot me an email with some information if you got it. All right. Thank you. Bye. All right, Mark, you said that, you know, when you were younger, you didn't really have much time. So when you got older and you had your own money and you had time to go eat out, what's your earliest restaurant that you that you can think of that really? I think maybe Kona Kai. Oh, really? Down there off the plaza. Did you go pick up chicks down there like Toby? My wife is listening. Does <laughs> <laughs> that work there? No, but no, no, no. That's, why, that's why he doesn't want to give details. <laughs> no, I took her down there. Okay, do you have a friend of a friend that you could tell a story of? And what they did there? We'll just pretend it was them and not you? Mm, no. Did you hear about our first date? Yeah, but I know part of that that you can't tell on the air. What's that? I can't tell. Well, she was my third date. Oh, yeah, and the 
and the, the uh, mater d that was <laughs> said, "Man, you're having a good week." Oh no, no, no. Toby's <laughs> told that on there. Third different. Toby has day. no shame. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he said, "She's the one." <laughs> perceptive fellow. Yeah. Well, you know what's perceptive. funny? All those times you talked about Kona Kai, you didn't mention that it was in a hotel. I just thought it was a standalone restaurant. Yeah. Well, and there another one down uh, down in the Plaza Skies. Mm-hmm. That that was fun. Yeah. You know back. And I think they brought that back, didn't they? The, it, it used to revolve. Yeah. Uh, well, they brought it back just for a pop-up. Yeah. Yeah, for Christmas. Uh, I think they took reservations a while, but it, it, it doesn't. I don't it, remember the food being all it that great. It was just a, a neat view. Well, I th- isn't that where the the American was for a little bit? Right. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't rotate anymore. Yeah. Do you know that was a, uh, there were several of those around the country? Mm. The round restaurant that rotates? I'm not surprised. Oh, yeah. But, uh, that, that was kind of a cool a thing. thing for, yeah. Top of the crown. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think the I think there was one in Dallas. We had several meals there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Well, yeah, I guess back then, nowadays you don't think of hotel restaurants being that special, you know. Nowadays, but right. I mean, I mean, because now I mean, there's thousands of restaurants everywhere. When my wife and I first started dating, we used to go to People's. Go where? People's. Um, I remember the the stools were like people's legs. Oh, okay. But, uh, they that's the first my first uh, encounter with honey butter. And fresh I'm assuming you're talking about bar stools. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. But it was, um, again, I just thought that was the most wonderful thing ever created uh-huh. was that honey butter. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that was a, a fun place to go. What was that the was first? Just, what's the first barbecue restaurant you ate at? Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, for for the listeners that don't know, I mean, Mark is fairly well known in this town for mm-hmm. his barbecue skills. I'd have to say it was Hayward's. Okay. Off uh, 95th and Annie. Okay. You want. Now, Toby, how many people have we ha- had say that? Um, Haywards. Yeah. Yeah. That that was um, Rod Gray. Well, he was the original owner. And no, uh, no, I know, but Rod Gray. You know, you know, you know who Rod Gray is. You know, from Pella Denby. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. World yeah. famous, right? You know, right. I mean, I mean, he's, he's national championships. The very first re- barbecue restaurant that he remembers was Haywards. Is that right? Yeah. The very first barbecue restaurant I remember eating in Kansas City. Was Hayward's? Yeah, and, wow. Small yeah, world. Now, now you know, I'd I'd I'd, I'd eaten it at, at Brian's or, or one of those, but it wasn't memorable like that. And what we all figured out is because of Hayward Spears. When you go eat there, he was sitting at the bar. He would talk to everybody. He was and, so personable. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, and that that totally transformed the entire dining. I mean, he was great at what he did. I mean, he was a great you know a pit master and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. But the fact that he was involved sharing stories. I mean, look at that. I mean, so you've done, accomplished a lot in the barbecue field yourself, and you were inspired, and that was the first place yeah. you went to. Rod Gray, that was the first place he went to. Wow, that's, that and, says a lot and, for him. And, and you know there, that uh, he has sold, right? obviously. Uh, he sold to uh, a guy that went to high school with my brother. Oh, really? We went to the same high school, Sean oh, okay. South, but he graduated, and now his... And he used to be um, the pit master. Absolutely. Over there. So he's, right. he's maintained the spirit. So yeah. um, He's he, doing a great job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's moved a couple of... I love his um, portobello mushroom strips. Robert. I haven't had those. What? Good morning, Rick. <laughs> Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Good morning. I am calling you from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Wow. Um, wow. I'm just wondering um, if anybody remembers uh, King's Food Host. Um. They were on Vivian Road, and then they were also in Omaha. And there was hamburgers, and they were good, and you would call from a phone in the, in the booth when you sat down. You'd call your order in. Huh. 
I have not. Convenient. They were on Vivian Road, and then they had locations in Omaha. I was born in Omaha, and that's where I remembered them from. And then we moved to Kansas City, and they were good. And I also remember Hayward's was very good. Oh, that was fantastic. Now, did you yep, say it was – is it King's Roadhouse? No, King's Food House. Okay, did you just send me a text? Uh, yes, sir, I did. Okay. That's, that's quite yes. the coincidence. So you like their, um, oh, banana malt. I've never had one of those, but chocolate and vanilla are good. <laughs> okay. Well, somebody else just sent a text about King's Food Host and their banana malts. Really? Okay. Yeah. That was not mine, but I did I did send you one. Okay, good. In oh. regard to that. Yep, I just saw uh, yours I love a little your, bit down. I love your show. There's lots of restaurants here in Myrtle Beach, but I would go back to Kansas City in a heartbeat. I miss their, like, Houston's and places like that. Oh, yeah. I, I miss I miss the Kansas City um, steaks and, and barbecue. I haven't found barbecue down here. Of course, it's different, but we haven't tried one yet. Well, good. But I imagine we will. Well, Rick, keep listening. You you triggered some memories in other people. I appreciate that. I certainly will, and, and thank you all. You have a wonderful program. Huh. That's that's funny. I mean, he just mentioned it within, like, 30 seconds, somebody texts in yeah. more details that about that. I, I just love Okay, that's, that's Bob, fun. welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Hello. How you doing? We're doing good. Good, good, good. I just wanted to know if you remember the old Black Angus restaurant at about 59, 60th and Truth, somewhere right along there. I do. Good steaks. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the little known fact probably amongst people is that former mayor Sly James' dad was the head chef there. Yeah, wow. Huh. And all of their steaks were cooked out, out in the center of the, of the restaurant. It was all... Uh, open viewing of uh of sylvester doing the steaks and they had a uh an, a sister restaurant that was right next door you turn right you go in the black angus you turn left and it was all seafood huh yeah we're gonna but, have to do uh, a whole show just on steakhouses mm-hmm. from back then yeah yeah there was incredible incredible steaks and uh, i got to know sylvester i was just a young guy then i'm 71 now but i was just a young guy then and and I got to know him real well. And at 18 years old, I had an account there. Uh, they didn't have credit cards then. And uh, they would uh, they took my word for it, and they would bill me monthly. And uh, I mean, usually a, a good steak dinner for two was about $10. Hmm. Those days are gone. Oh, you know, yeah, those are gone forever. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, a, a great fond memory. And when I'd walk in with a date, Sylvester would prepare me some some uh, fried vegetables, uh, cauliflower, and all that kind of stuff, and have them sent over to the table. It impressed uh, it impressed the dates. <laughs> well, that's important. When that's, some of us need all the help we can get. That's that's right. But anyway, I thought I'd uh, try to remind folks about the old Black Angus. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Bob. All right, take care, all right, guys. Keep listening. All right, I've got two other updates for people um, on Kitty's Cafe. We we I forgot to mention they are cash only. Oh, I didn't. Yes, I didn't they are. They they always have been and always will be. So go give them a call and give them some support, but take cash with you. Where do you get cash at? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's probably all you you use, Toby. You're old school. <laughs> I'm the same way. But uh, yeah, they take cash. And two different people commented that their fried catfish 
is um is fantastic and it's fried with the tempura also. Oh really? Oh I yeah. gotta try that. See that'll be interesting. That's uh, a nice, yeah, I'd love that's a nice that. little twist to it. Okay. What's the address again? Um thirty Oh my gosh, Toby. You, you should have written that ask. down. <laughs> what is it? Uh eight one oh East thirty first street. Eight ten East thirty first street. Okay. Called Kitty's Cafe. Neat. Now my wife says, I don't know if it's true, but she says they don't have a phone. Oh, they um, do they have one on that website? Nope, nope. Well, for the, cash only, you know they don't have a phone. Yeah, right. well, yeah they don't want to be bothered. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I understand that. Yeah. I totally understand <laughs> that. I mean, when, right. you're, when you're busy, you don't want to answer the phone. John, good morning. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Thank you, uh, Toby and Robert. Uh, so, it's going to follow up on the King's uh, story. There is the building is still there. It's uh, a little bit north of 75th and Metcalf. It was originally a grocery store. Then it was the King's Food Host and then Record Stores. I worked there when it was Peaches, and now it sits vacant. I don't know if they're going to do anything with it. But the famous thing that they had was called a cheese Frenchie, and it was a deep-fried uh, grilled cheese sandwich with, like, uh, it was crust, you know, with crust on the outside. And for a, a young kid, it was uh, extremely good. So I would like to get have another one of those at some point. And apparently uh, my mom tells me that uh, we took, and I kind of remember it, I took my kindergarten teacher there for uh, lunch at one point. So that was back, <laughs> that would have been back 1970. So uh, it was a great place, but then went out of business. And I think they might still be in Omaha. But, so uh, so what no was so here. special about their banana malt? Uh, like like I said, I was really young. I don't, I don't remember having that. I just remember the cheese Frenchie because, I um, mean, huh. it was gone by the time I was like maybe ten. So you're so. not the one who sent me that text. No, that was not me. Okay, so that's now that's three people talking about King's Food host, and the the the, the text I'm referring to did mention the cheese Frenchie, but didn't explain what it was. Yeah, just the deep fried grilled cheese. So anything you can, anytime you can fry cheese, it's good. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. Well, That's I mean, true. Well, it's crazy how much cheese we can eat if you just cut it into a stick and bread it and fry it. You know, we'll we'll yeah. all eat a pound of cheese doing that. Right. That's okay. It's healthy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a deep fried grilled cheese. All right. That's mm. interesting. Mm. I have to do that. Well, uh, John, thank all right, you. Well, I enjoy the show. Thank all right. you. Hey, thanks a lot. How crazy is that? I just assumed that this was him because, you know, yeah, m- right. m- m- <laughs> mentioning King's Food Host, and then he specifically mentioned the cheese Frenchie. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Bob, good morning. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Good morning, guys. Hey, listen, first of all, I just want to say how much I love this show. I'm a transplant to Kansas City. We've lived here about 20 years. There's a few of these restaurants that I've been to way back in the day, but I really enjoy it. But I, I wanted to mention uh, the, the, the old Smokestack Barbecue. Um, they, they were still open when we first moved to Kansas City, and they closed shortly thereafter. My my in-laws went to Calvary Bible College uh, when it was over on 39th Street, where the Loretto is now, and they used to go to the Smokestack Barbecue when they were in college back in the 60s. And I remember when we first moved here, you know, they introduced it to us, and um, I just loved it. It was just this, it wasn't nice at all. It was a little shack, but it had a cow on the roof, just like Jess and Jim's does. Um, and their barbecue was Unbelievable. First time I ever had burnt ends was at, at Smokestack Barbecue. And uh, they would sell their barbecue sauce, homemade, and they'd sell it in mason jars. And it was so good. I, I haven't been able to find a good barbecue sauce like that since then. But I think the owners 
of it were part of the Fiorella family, and I think they may have had a falling out with with brothers, and one half of the family went and started the Jack Stack, and and the other stuck with the Smokestack Barbecue. Yeah, I think I've heard the same thing. No, that is right. Yeah, that that gets that gets a little bit messy. Yeah, it does, but. When it comes to barbecue, messy's good, and their oh, sauce I, was amazing. I, I, I care about the end product. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. And stand Absolutely. true to that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I only yep. eat a smokestack maybe twice a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back then? It, it was the best barbecue I yeah. ever had. Those burn ends. Oh, really yeah. oh, yeah. It was so Remember how far out in the country that used to be? It seemed like it, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, now that's just <laughs> part of Kansas City. Bob, thank you for calling and sharing that with us. Not a problem. That, that triggers a few Once more. Again, love, love the show. Well, I appreciate it. Isn't that crazy, Mark? Yeah. I mean, just that when you hear a story, how it triggers the other things. I know, right? And it, it just brings you back to another era, you know. So, so you know the 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 gentleman who the guy who owns the um, Haywards now? Yeah, Eric Sweeney. Did um, so? Did um, did Eric work with Hayward? I think that's what he said. He I, worked with Hayward, right? Well, he had to have before he passed. So. Right. Um, but he was real good with working with Eric on passing on his old recipes. You know, it's it's. I try not to talk to current restaurants, you know, because I want to focus on the old right. memories and stuff like that. But um, why don't you look up Eric? Sure. Talk to him and see if he'd be willing to come on and just share stories well, about sure Hayward. He would, absolutely. About Mr. Spears. Yeah. yeah. We'll I mean, this this is just too crazy yeah. that tell him Robert I know all of us have that Mark, same experience. Mark, yeah. Tell him Robert pays well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Tell him to come hungry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, but I've heard uh, great stories about Eric from other people yeah. that I really trust and I've I've eaten there a few times. He really cares. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's got um, a lot of the old stuff from the old restaurant. Yeah. And... You know, but um g- give him a call, you okay. know, it's it's cuz I I don't talk about, well, I we talked about kitties today, but I try not to talk about the current ones, but I want to cherish and honor what was important in the past. But I think yeah. Hayward Spears, he's not here anymore. And but I think he should he, not be forgotten. Absolutely not. Right. I mean, if, if he if he moved you, and he moved me, and he got the attention of Rod Gray. Yeah, right. I mean, that's that's an influential person. I right mean, there. you two are some of the sharper people I've ever met. What, Toby? Why are you waving your finger? Shut at up, me Robert. For? Good morning, Martha. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. Oh, am I on? You are. You are. Yeah. Oh, hi. Uh, this is a great show. My husband and I turned me on to it last weekend. And so, anyway, I wanted to call in about, of course, fried chicken and barbecue. <laughs> Yay! Um, <laughs> I grew up here in Kansas City, and I'm 76 years old. And the best fried chicken I've ever had in my entire life was at Vans Swope Park Club, hmm. which is at 59th and Swope Parkway, which is, of course, not there anymore. But it was real close to Swope Park. And close to Starlight Theater, and all the Starlight actors would go there after their performances and have dinner. And they had all the programs from the various Starlight performances, you know, all around the room. And it was naughty pine paneling, and it was the coolest place ever, and the chicken was just out of this world. So was it the environment and the other people going there that made special, or was their fried chicken itself really amazing? It was the fried chicken itself. It was truly the fried chicken itself, and I haven't haven't found anything close to it yet. So, well, maybe down in uh, Stockton, Missouri at the Boathouse Bar, <laughs> but that's the, that's the only place. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's interesting. So what about barbecue? Yeah. What was your first barbecue? Well, and actually, it was the original Fiorella's out on 71 Highway, uh, way when, when Russ Fiorella owned it. And I actually went to college with his son, Nick, and he actually 
at a party made the um, slaw, the cold slaw that they always had. And so anyway, it was pretty cool to, you know, know him and get some, you know, homemade, uh, homemade uh, cold slaw from the, from the restaurant. So yeah. yeah. Good. yeah. So I'm anyway, but I don't know if anybody slaw. else, I don't know if anybody else remembers that Van Swope Park Club or not. I do not, but um, I'll, we'll put the call out and see if other people will, um, could share some stories about that. And you've intrigued me with that, with how much you love their fried chicken in particular. Oh, absolutely. And, I, and they, I'm and i pretty sure they had pretty good fried catfish as well, but mostly I went for the chicken. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, why would you get anything else? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, well, good. Uh, Martha, thank you very much for calling, oh, and so we'll, see, we'll see what people come up with. All right, great. Thanks so much. All Bye-bye right. now. Bye-bye. You know what's funny is um, th- right now there's probably, what, 100 barbecue joints in town? No, he's easy. I mean, I'd say for at least the last 40 years, there's at least 80. You know, oh, they yeah. come and go. Yep. You know, a lot of people think it's an easy business. They come in and get out, and sometimes they get out just because they don't, the, the toll it takes on the person. Mm-hmm. It's not because their barbecue wasn't great, but to have so many people that, that I respect remember Hayward Spears. Right. I mean, that's just, I, I can't let go of that. That's, <laughs> right. I mean, it's, that, that's pretty neat, though. It is. I mean that's really says a lot about the man. Yeah, and it was it was it was shocking when Rod Gray came in because that was I think that was just our second show that we did because I had him and uh, yeah, Frank Bull were on the show. Yeah, that was great. And when he started talking about Hayward Spears and what, how young he was back then, mm. you know, and how hit and really inspired him to go go forward and, and do different things. I mean that shows the power of the personality. Yeah, it sure does. And that's that's a big deal in a lot of these restaurants that we're talking about. Lacking. Yeah. In that well, regard. Absolutely. You know, there's so many restaurants nowadays, they think that, you know, that they're God's gift of food and they're artists and all they have to do is make the food and the crowds come and it's all about Instagram and things like that. But if anybody out there is thinking about opening a restaurant or if you have a restaurant right now and you're struggling, go back and listen to the last, as many of these shows as you can find time for and hear what, because the stories we have here on restaurants that have been gone from, I don't know, 10 to 30 years. But we're all reciting memories of restaurants from the 80s and 90s. I mean, think about that. That's 30 and 40 years ago. And we all can remember what – I remember what the dining room looked like over at uh, at the Hayward's at 95th and Antioch. I mean, that, that was a that was just a standard Johnson County strip mall. Yeah, right. That's all it was. Yeah, I think there's a Hallmark the, cards in that spot now. That's exactly right. Yeah. You know, but it's, it, it's not the facilities. It's not the fancy napkins. It's not the dinnerware. It's it, the food was great, and the, and it was the people. It was the people, and it, a lot of it was the owners. It trickled down from them. Absolutely, and that's what so, and that's what you mentioned that, and that's that's sadly lacking these days. Yeah, but you're right. Go back and yeah. and see what people are remembering. Yeah. A lot of these people yeah. and these memories are coming back from the owners that were such characters yeah. and such great people. Yeah. yeah, the driving force in a lot of these restaurants, they pride themselves on how they control the back of the house, the kitchen. Yeah. They hire somebody else to work the front of the house, which is dealing with people, you know, and you're missing the point. I mean, yeah. the most important thing, you you got to have a good product. you got to love what you do, but you, yeah. you got to engage with the customers, the people, because if you don't talk to them, you don't know what they like, you don't know what they want, and they don't make that connection. Well, and, and having that relationship with them, that, mm-hmm. that's what keeps them coming back. Oh, ab, ab, without a doububt. Yep. They become family. Uh, they, that's they do. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They do. Yep. You know, and it's, uh, uh, Toby, you've seen it at our place. When you come in, well, it was a couple of weeks ago when you came in, you know, for lunch. I mean, how many people came up to talk to you? And, yeah, that was cool. And you heard the conversation that I'm having with everybody. Well, and, you, and you're really good about that. I, I, I love it. Yeah. I mean, that's my fav- favorite part of what we do. 
Yeah. I mean, I love the food part of it, and I've got to make great food because these are my friends and family. Right. You know, so I don't want to make something that's just just whatever, just bland. Charlie, good morning. Welcome to Kansas City Food Memories. How are you doing today? We're doing great. Thank you. Do so, you guys remember the Red Barn, the Galt family owned it, and it was at 151st and Old Metcalf. They had great fried chicken, and they used to, they had these great big deep fires, and they did all, we were kids, they did all of our sporting banquets and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Like 148th and Metcalf? Yeah, yeah, that was always a good place for fried chicken. What was the name of it? It's called Joe's Red Barn. Huh. Joe's Red Barn, that was it. it it's, uh, Red Barn. Yeah, I read an article with the, the, where he was being interviewed when they finally shut that down. The place was huge. It was like 18,000 square feet or 20,000 square feet. Yeah. And they had another restaurant that shared a space with it, and it just got to the right, point right. that, yeah. I, I used to sit the Chiefs games with him back in the day. They oh, sat gosh. right behind us. <laughs> yeah, he probably made more money selling that land for development for the strip mall that's probably there now. Yeah, they were hard-working people. Oh, yeah. Um, anybody ever talk about uh, Eddie's Loafensteins? Oh, uh, yeah, did you hear that. last week's show? I had uh, Joe Eddie, uh, Jim Eddie. Jimmy Eddie, yeah. Yep, he was I'm on. That, to he's going to be back on in a couple weeks. Is he? Oh, yeah, because we're going to go into more detail on the Eddie's Loafensteins and some of the story and the history behind all that. Well, that's good. I'll let him tell the story. <laughs> well, no, if you have a story about him, uh, please call in. Okay, I got a, plenty of stories about him. Oh, what? He's my uncle. Oh, 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 oh wow. really? All right. Uh, Charlie, yeah, yeah. Shoot, shoot me an email. Okay. It's, uh, my email is right at makethemsmile.com. Okay. You know, the last week's show, go back and listen to it, but we were supposed to do the whole hour with Jim, and then Marilyn May called in. Okay. Just because she was thrilled, you know, for, happy for Jim and all that kind of stuff. So we end up talking to her for half an hour. Oh, so, wow. That's yeah, great. Yeah. So I'll have Jim will be back on, I'm guessing probably about three weeks, but shoot me an email and um, I'll talk to you. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you. Uh, bye. All right. So just a real quick Robert, rem- wait a minute. You have one minute. <sighs> okay. Just a real quick reminder. I need some tips. Some contacts for Colony Steakhouse Lobster Pot. So if, if you know anybody in the Gaines family, get them in contact with me. Gold Buffet, Jenny's Italian, the original Golden Ox, and specifically Ruby's Soul Food. I had a couple of texts, but I'd love to talk to somebody from the family that were involved there. What do you think about today's show, Toby? I think it was great. I mean, Mark is no Maryland. He's job. no Maryland May, but I guess the, today's show was okay. He, no. he knows restaurants. He eats everywhere. Yeah. No, that's you. <laughs> uh, you look, neither one of you two look like you're starving. So. No, no, no. So I think you're going to be okay yeah, on that. Yeah. You didn't bring enough cherry Danish. Oh, there's another box on the side. Oh, there is. Of course. Oh, I knew Mark oh. was coming. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's going to be happy this week. Well, that was fun. So yeah, everybody go out there and follow, um, go to makethemsmile.com, sign yep. up for my newsletter. And go there and eat. Yeah, and go there and eat. Come <clears throat> come out to see us. I own Best Regards Bakery and Cafe. Yeah. All right. Over in Park, Kansas. Pull up yep. makethemsmile.com and you'll get the address. Have a great weekend. Bye. This concludes this broadcast of Kansas City Food Memories.